Hey, listen to Commander Crew Coat Podcast, episode 140. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to answer the burning quest. Did you remember when the show was good? Because CCO remembers. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to review the... Set that sucks, but maybe doesn't suck for the inspiration for today's deck. We got some really exciting announcements to make. But before we do any of that, we got to thank our official sponsor on the entire world, face-to-facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. In the entire galaxy. In the entire universe. What about Galactus? In the entire Galactus? No, he's like, he's a big supporter of the show, man. Notice how he hasn't flown up out of space and eaten the planet. I assume it's because of us. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah, does he follow us on Twitter? Definitely. We've passed a thousand followers. I assume one of them has to be Galactus. Oh yeah, free, 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 free. <laughs> yeah, basically. As you say. Yeah, basically everybody on the earth follows us now, so Yeah, big, thanks everybody. Big big milestone. Thank you. Everybody in CCO Nation. Thousand followers on Twitter. Thousand followers on Facebook. If you are an avid CCO nationalite, you'll remember what that means from a few weeks ago when we put the challenge out there. Merch. Merch. Welcome to Merchville. Welcome to Merchville, motherfuckers. (laughs) That's it. So we have been spending a lot of time and mental energy on deciding what we're doing. We've pulled CCO Nation, Twitter, Facebook, Discord, everywhere, and we have come up with a few things, some we can talk about now, some that we are not quite ready to talk about that I'm the most excited about, actually. Yes, we're still like, is it? Is it turning the screws, greasing the wheels, pulling yes. up our pants, whatever we're doing? Pulling down our pants? Not, no, we're not that desperate. Showing man. our parts for gold coins on? No, oh. no, man, that's some that's some Mario Land shit. No, that's we some cam girl shit. Oh yeah, now we haven't <laughs> we haven't made a cam girl reference in a long time. Uh, you know, I'm fine with that. I have another announcement that I actually forgot to tell you you're about. A, you're a cam girl? <laughs> no, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Okay, merch. We are thinking the the stuff that we can talk about. New CCO sticks. That's stickers, not like a tool that you would use to start a fire. Very clearly win a game of magic. A stick? Well, yeah, if you beat somebody with a stick in real life, you're probably going to win that game. Most likely, yes. Yeah, man. CCO stickers, yeah, we've got a couple kind of ideas in our head, and we are going to get them ordered up, and they will serve as both new patron sign-up gifts, which we'll talk about in a second. And cool thanks for coming over and saying hi, swag. I like doing that. Yeah, that is actually awesome at events and stuff. We give out stickers all the time, but they will also be... Either throw-ins or for purchase when you want to support Commander Cookout Podcast by buying your brand new CCO t-shirts. T-shirts! That was t-shirt slash apparel was one of the ones that got voted on the most across like all of our polls. Should we bust out the air horn for shirts because we're finally doing it? Let's do it. There we go. There it is. You got your air horn. Everybody else is getting t-shirts and stickers. So what you have to do... Over the next couple days or week or so, as we're finalizing the last couple pieces of merch that we can't tell you about yet, head over to CommanderCookout.com and check out the store section. There are going to be some minor updates as we go, and that is where you're going to find all of your instructions. It might be like a PayPal link. It might be an actual store where you just go on and pay with your credit card. We do have the power. The future is now. Wow. 
Yeah. Like an official business kind yeah. of Yes. And or, because we super appreciate all of our patrons, they might just be a thing that we communicate with people on a like a one-on-one case-by-case basis if you're interested. Yes. So get a hold of us. Keep an eye on the website, commandercookout.com, and updates will be coming so that we can get the merch that we hope that you guys are super excited about out to you. If you are not a Facebook follower, Twitter follower, or Patreon patron, tell them where to go. You can check us out at CCO Podcast or CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, next week's list, last week's list, and any other list that we're going to talk about throughout the course of the show. Or commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can correspond with us the on a slow way. <laughs> correspond. Correspond. Got there. <laughs> correspond. It's an accent. Send us anything you like there, love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, but no nudes. Yeah. Maybe, hey, maybe once you get your CCO t-shirt, you can take a picture of, of you and your t-shirt. Just your t-shirt. CCO mankinis. <laughs> that is not the other piece that, that we're not going to yeah, tell you about. We're not working on that. That's not going to be a thing. If you want to make one and send us a picture of yourself in it, that's fine, but we don't encourage that kind of, of business. You can also check us out at patreon.com slash podcast if you're in a position to help the channel grow. You can find the show anywhere better podcasts are found. We are also on... Facebook, YouTube, all those type of places. And if you would like a better listing of all of the places where you can find us or to check out a link to buy your brand new CCO merch, check out our official, official home on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. Let's keep the hype train rolling. We all love the hype train. Choo-choo. We are also going to be in a city near us, maybe you, in the near future at a new face-to-face games event. Yes, Ryan? Very much so. Unfortunately... It's Regina. Yeah. Regina Hole, as I call it. Yeah. But we do have some local listeners there, and we do have some Patreon supporters there that I would very much like to meet and jam games with. Yeah, it's fun to meet people who we who we talk to on the weekly basis, as I learned in Vegas and around other events that we've been to. It's lots of fun. Yeah, so the face-to-face open in Regina is the weekend of November 2nd, and I'm sure that there's going to be all kinds of Commander side events and opportunities to either play games with us and or drink beer with us. As I recall at the one in Saskatoon recently over the summer, we were the sa- we were the commander side events <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, I brought one deck and played it literally all day. <laughs> I don't recommend taking one deck with you. No. No, you should bring like three or four like I did. By that point in time, Throne of Eldraine will be out Duh. and yeah, I think you love it and hate it like the rest of Magic. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I don't know if I'm one of those polarized figures where I'm just super hype or I'm just super like, ugh. I th- I think I'm leaning more towards ugh on a lot of this. Well, the set's only like half spoiled. There's there's lots to come. There's lots of room for it to move and bring itself up, but I'm digging the art style so far. There's lots to like about it. Yep. But it doesn't, it hasn't captured, it, it hasn't captured my imagination like it's supposed to. Uh, yeah, I right? don't know if that's a tagline or something. Well, no, I it's should... just because it's like the imag- it's the all the stuff I grew up with that like made my imagination what it is with all of these stories and stuff. Because yeah, a... you grew up when they were written. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's an old joke. I knew the yeah. That is an old. <laughs> okay, it's gotcha. an old joke and it's an old joke. I get you. <laughs> I get jokes. I'm not senile. I'm just older than you. Come on. Well, we've been we've been hinting and kind of plan at it for a couple weeks now. We've both got our boxes ordered. We have. We were talking on the pre-show, a bunch of new YouTube content planned, 
And of course, we've been taking some of our hiatus time to buff up the CCO studio. We got new lights. We got new like soundproofing. We got some cool decorations. It's it's pretty sweet, man. It's actually looking really good. You haven't even seen it since I hung up some pictures and stuff. Ooh. It's looking like a real studio. More like more than a real studio than even the studio we're in right now. Some of the soundproofing fell off the wall in the studio we're in right now, like a year ago. <laughs> Nobody fixed it. Nobody fixed it. I tried a bunch of times. I try lots of the time when there's I have nothing else to do. There's just a hole in the wall when there's like there used to be a screw in the wall. Now there's just a hole because the screw got ripped out. No, the screw didn't get ripped out. It just fell off the wall one day. I was in here. Oh, yeah. I think people think I did it. Yeah. But they don't have the balls to come at me about it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> lots of new YouTube coming out. The the studio brought to you by our wonderful patrons. We have more announcements, but we are going to save some of them for next week to go along with our final pieces of merch. Yes. New merch, new exciting adventures for all of us. And it's going to be great. So thanks for being along with us. And uh, look forward to next week where we can tell you even more exciting things. I'm actually excited for all of the things. I'm also excited for all the things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we can agree on one thing. Weird. Second thing, deck. What? We're going to do a deck. Oh, right. We are a Magic the Gathering podcast, not a... Hype celebration podcast? HCCO? Yes. Got there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay, now... Who are we doing? Because we joked on the pre-show that you didn't know who he was because he got a new picture. He got a new picture. Now, I'm going to describe the picture. I'm going to see if people out in in the nation can can guess who he is. Sure. So, just yell at your listening device when you know, and I'll, I'll stop giving hints. Yeah, we'll definitely hear you. That's totally how that works. So, he's a badass. Okay. Right? So far, they're picturing me. He's a he's a Tyrannosaurus Rex with spaghetti hands, and he's got wings. Now they're picturing you. And buck teeth, definitely me. Possibly an extra set of wings on his butt, but I'm not 100% sure. I think that might be another... Oh, no, he does have two sets of wings. That's a, that's a real hint. Ooh, that's a real hint? I think Ooh. so. Sure. He's got some brothers that were in Dominaria. Clint, something is responsible for this catastrophe. He's mono red. Red, 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 three. We're getting close. We're getting close. He's a six, five. Creature type? It's a dragon. Abilities? Flying haste. Full stop. That's it. Flying haste and flavor text, baby. We (laughs) are talking about my boy, Rorix Bladewing. Oh, my. I'm sure everybody got it. Everybody definitely got it. I heard people telling me to stop yelling or stop hinting. But I just kept going for the people who didn't get it. I want everybody to just have had the chance to to guess the creature. You know what I can say about this new art? Is it sucks? He has got one muscly neck. That's true. That's true. If he was to ever get suplexed wrong and he was to land on the top of his dome and break his neck, he could probably walk into the emergency room like Taz. I was going to go a totally different direction with muscly neck and you saved me. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, super trolley commander, 6-5 flying haste, but I'm trolling CCO Nation on the next level because this deck was actually loaded into our tapped out page for like years. Yeah, for t- <laughs> we looked at it. It's on the last page of our tapped out page. Second from the bottom. Yeah, two years ago, it was uploaded right after our uh, Lord Marchesa Queen of Death Touch deck. And do you remember when this deck was good? Yes. 
And do you remember when certain cards in this deck were so good that yeah. they were banned like freaking immediately? Yes. <laughs> they were banned in modern. I don't know if they were banned in standard. No, they weren't banned in standard, but they were good, but I couldn't find the deck list because I don't think the internet existed in Kamigawa time. It's a Krapagawa card that broke modern. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that? Of course, we're talking about Blazing Shoal. Yes. Do you remember when, everybody? Oh, barely. I try. I've worked really hard to forget that. And so has the internet, obviously, or the deck list. We've yeah, and this, this deck is doubly do you remember when because the modern deck actually used Blazing Shoal with Infect, and I have an Infect card in here. And if I was going to put the deck back together, I would put another Infect card in here. Possibly two. <laughs> Possibly all the creatures would be Infect because I've just become... The piece of shit. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the reputation I've developed. Yeah. Thanks, Sean Tavares <laughs> and CMDR Central. Yeah. I like how I get away with like just doing all the stuff yeah, I do. Yeah, what the hell? I'm like a little goblin running around doing all sorts of I'm stealing stuff and like stealing games. I don't know. And... Maybe it's because it's like when you get hurt, it's comical. Like something heavy will fall on your foot and everybody will laugh. Maybe. Something will, something bad will happen to me and everybody will be like, man, you deserve it, you scumbag. <laughs> See, you're Cyril, Sneel, S- Cyril Sneer, and I'm, uh, what's that little red tomato guy from Teddy Ruxpin? I have no LB. idea. LB, sure. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know who either of those people are? You need to watch more Teddy Ruxpin and more raccoons, dude. We're Canadian. Everybody in Canada has watched the raccoons. Everybody knows who Cyril Sneer is. Everybody. Every single person listening to the show knows who, knows who he is. Except you. Well, I guess I am a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> should we talk about some Creech? No, we should probably tell everybody what a shoal is because we were curious. Oh, yeah, what and, the hell? And it's like we were reading the entries, and here, a shoal is a group of fish in this instance. Blazing shoal, nursing shoal, whole cycle of shoals. There was five of them, one of each color, and Brando said there's fish on them. And I said, no, there's not. There's like fire and stuff. And then you look at the fiery fish on the blazing shoal, and it's like flaming fish. They're not even on fire. They're just orange and yellow. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's orange and yellow. It's on a red card. It's like it's it's fire. It's got blazing in the name. It's yeah, it's on fire. I don't, I just did a Brando and I just assumed that that orange thing over there was like fire. Yeah. So it's, it's a thing. It's good to live that way. It feels good, right? Yeah. You no. just see something and immediately know what it is. I feel like you couldn't drive at night because I like... definitely couldn't. But I did. <laughs> I made it work. I made it work by driving in the day. Yeah. <laughs> or very cautiously at night. It was fine. All right, now I guess we can talk about some creatures. I guess. All right, let's do it. Let's let's pound through some drag. Don't <laughs> Google that. <laughs> First one is Balefire Drag. So this is 6-6 six, six Flyer for 7. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, just wait, there's more. I think it's expensive, too. When Balefire Dragon deals combat damage to a player, it deals that much damage to each creature that player controls. Each one. One-sided Bordrath.Dragon. Would it be fair to say that most of the dragons in this deck are proxies for Rorik's Bladewing? Because you don't really need more than one of these. Yeah, sort of. Like, any of the ones that have haste are suitable analogs, but you do have to deal, like, twice as much damage because Rorik's can commander somebody. Right. Haste is what's important on any of the dragons, so... Every dragon that doesn't have haste is in there for, like, a specific reason. The haste ones are the most important, but there's one that kills all the dudes. There's one that one-shots you. There's one that gives you combat phases. There's one that fire-breathes your whole team. So we'll we'll see all of those as we get through the, I guess, the nine other creatures. (laughs) (laughs) 
Not this one, though, because this one's just a dragon speaker shaman. Yeah, it makes your dragons cost two less. He's a th two, two for three. And on the art, it's like a dragon's just holding this little limp guy. I think the dude is like walking his pet dragon. Nah. It's got a leash on it. Nah, it's probably just like part of his horse that he ate. Dragon Could be. ate the guy's horse and there's parts of it on his face. Are you sure your eyes even work? 100%. Okay. 100%. I just make up my own stories and arts. Except for when I see things like Furyborn Hellkite, because that deck is that that card is cool. He's he was born in Fury. He's like Bane, except for Fury instead of Dark. Yes. Bane born dragon. Ooh, I like that. That could be a thing. Patent pending. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so six six for seven. That's seven, right? Yep. Flying. Get this. Bloodthirst six. So if an opponent was dealt damage this turn, he comes into play with six plus ones on him. Another card that gets really good with doubling season. We were talking about that a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, another card that's really good. You know, he's a 13-13 with Infect. Yeah. Because it's just one shots. That's the one-shot dragon. All right, next up we have the Hellkite Charger. Six, no, 5-5 five, five Flying Haste for six. When he attacks, you can pay seven. If you do, you get another combat phase. That's the infinite combat phase dragon. How about Hellkite Igniter? That is a 5-5 five, five Flying Haste for seven. You pay red one. And it gets plus X, plus zero, where X is number of artifacts you control. So if you could make like 20 mana, because you have 10 artifacts, let's say, you can just pay 20 into that, and he'll get like plus 1,000 plus 1,000. This is very just, big. Just roughly. Just ish. Yeah. It's fine. Horde Smelter Dragon. This one is destroy target artifact. It's a 5-5 five, five flyer for six. You can pay four, destroy an artifact, and it gets big equal to the artifact's converted mana cost. So you can just start destroying everything that you don't like and then beating face with it. How about Moonveil Dragon? Oh, this was the one that I was thinking. This is this is the pump your whole team one. 5-5 five, five flyer for six, pay red. Each creature you control gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. This is fire breathing for your whole team. Fine so in dragons, better in goblins. I agree, but if all my dragons fly, none of your goblins can block them, and that, I'll just kill you. That's true. How about Mordant Dragon? I altered this and gave it to a kid one time. That's fun. Yeah, good guy Ryan. Just throwing that out there. Anyways, he's a 5-5 five, five flyer for six. We're seeing a trend. It's like all these flying dragons that are going to beat your face in. Yeah. He's got fire breathing plus, what do we call that? Crappy fire breathing? It's red one to give him plus one plus zero until end of turn. Garbage breathing. Yeah, maybe he's got like garlic breath or something. Anyways, whenever, what is his name? Mordant Dragon? Mordant Dragon. Deals combat damage to a player. You may have it deal that much damage to target creature that player controls. Sorry, it has shitty artifact breathing. That's what we're going to call that. Because artifact breathing is where it's too colorless, but this is shitty because it requires a colored mana too. Yeah, he's got artifact breathing. That's right. But he's also like a removal spell. Ish. Yeah. The last one is Tyrant's Familiar. 5-5, five, five, Flying Haste for 7 this is a card that has Lieutenant, so it gets an ability if you control your commandee, and he comes down the turn after Rorix and still attacks. As long as you control your commander, Tyrant's Familiar gets plus two, plus two, and has whenever Tyrant's Familiar deals combat damage to a... Uh, no. Whenever he attacks. attacks. Yeah. Whenever he attacks, he deals seven damage to target creature. Just it's fine. Yeah. Now, would you, uh, if you were updating this deck, obviously you would put the dragon from, what is it, M20... Modern Horizons in it, the one that attacks, then it bolts something and shocks something and shocks something else. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's from M Corset twenty twenty. There we go. Yeah, that's a legendary one. When he enters a battlefield, he just like kills something, kills something, kills something type nah, thing. Whenever it attacks. Oh, but he doesn't have haste. No, I'm playing stuff that doesn't have haste. I will, I will admit. 
Yeah, yeah I probably would. She's good. You'd probably go in here. So that's all the creatures. It's a bunch of dragons. I would also include the Dragon Lord Servant or whatever. It's a two drop that makes dragons cost one less. Yeah. With, it's like the goblin guy carrying all the food on a tray, Yeah, right? a lot of the deck is predicated on casting Rorux as fast as possible because it's your commander and it has haste. Or having the mana available that when somebody is open, you just cast and equip a bunch of stuff and then hit them. And we'll cover that in the artifact section. We'll, we'll cover all them equipment that we just hit people with. Now, I've talked lots about this card already. Let's uh, do it in earnest. It's uh, Blazing Shoal. It's our first instant. Yeah. Do you remember when it was good? We'll spend some time here. This is an instant arcane. doesn't really matter in this instance, but it is an instant for red, red X. You may remove a red card with converted mana cost X in your hand from the game rather than pay Blazing Shoal's mana cost. Target creature gets plus X plus zero until end of turn. Quite. So what you can do is remove a, I don't know, a seven drop and cast your Blazing Shoal targeting your Rorix and Rorix will get plus seven and he's got six power, so he'll hit for 13. Right. That's actually really awesome. That's pretty good. Because more often than not in this deck you're already going to have a pump on him or an equipment or like a gauntlet of might and a gauntlet of power and a caged sun, and he's going to already be hitting for 10, 12, 14. Or you'll be able to give him double strike or two combat phases so you can deal like 14 then 14 again. Or 21, then get another combat phase and deal 21 again. And Blazing Shoal lets you do that for the low, low cost of two mana. Of red, red. Yeah, red, red, and then just exile something huge in your hand that also could have killed your opponent, but Blazing Shoal will just do it goddamn right now. Now, in Modern, did they play it with Infect, or did they just play it with a, like a Spark Elemental? I forget how that worked. It was like a turn one or turn two kill. Over the course of time, several different Shoals have seen play in Modern. Blazing Shoal, though, was banned... Like the Monday after Pro Tour Philadelphia, the uh, first emergency ban, emergency ban, like the first, um, the first Pro Tour that Modern was ever a thing at. Just to just to put that into perspective, it took them what like a month to ban Hogak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Blazing Shoal got banned in a day, six weeks or something. Hogak was thing. Yeah, that's how prolific this was. So essentially, you went turn one Glistener Elf, which was a green one one infector. Yep. Or Ink Moth Nexus. Turn two, you go Blazing Shoal, discard Progenitus. Because yeah. it's, it's red. Goddamn right it is. You remember Progenitus from last week? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're really making this arc come together, aren't we? We are. <laughs> <laughs> just thought of that. You discard your Progenitus. You give your Glistener Elf plus 10, plus 10, die. Turn two. Rip. How sick is that? Super sick. There were other versions of the deck that would also want to discard a Dragonstorm which has uh, a converted mana cost of nine. Still gets you to 10 with a Glistener Elf or a... Or an Ink Moth Nexus. Ink Moth Nexus, yeah. Yeah, so other um, other prolific cards in this deck that may or may not be banned in modern include Gataxian Probe. Yeah. <laughs> and EDH, CEDH Staple Pact of Negation. Huh. Yeah. Inquisition of Kozlik. Remember when that card went up to like $27? Isn't that still happening? No, no, no. It's cheap now. Is it cheap now? It's like five bucks now. 
other notable cards in this very deck, and uh, I, maybe this is just a discard, Reaper King in this deck. Yeah, it's a 10, 10 power guy, or 10 costing, casting cost guy. Is it, though? What is it? Yeah. it, it it's, always, it's always the Wooberg, highest. Wooberg 2, Wooberg 2, Wooberg 2, Wooberg 2. Yeah, but it always counts as 10. Oh, yeah, so it's white 2 hybrid. Yeah. Blue 2 hybrid, black 2 hybrid, red 2, or green 2 hybrid. So it would be 10. So Excellent. essentially all you have to do is dig with, like, your Gataxian probe and then just be able to make red red with, like, your land from turn 1 and, like, a Simeon Spirit Guide or something. And then just chuck whatever you have. Or you'll have something big in your hand and you just roast somebody. So that sounds like fun, doesn't it? Apparently not. They banned it. Well, here's the thing. One ones for one are just too hard to deal with on turn one in modern. Yeah, just wait for uh, one. Cowards. Just wait for one twos for two. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> here's the thing. Th- that deck kills you in like less than one minute. Like how long does turn one and turn two take in modern? Not very long. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> at least with a whole guy on turn two it took like 10 Till turn three it, well it took 10 minutes yeah right? just to do all the things and cycle and thing and thing and thing and thing and thing right so much better so remember when blazing shoal was good cco remembers we do speaking of cards that are good you sort like of, this one this is one of my very favorite cards in magic comet storm yeah this is another x spell red red x multi-kicker of one and you target extra things every time you kick it and it deals X damage to each of the things you target. Note that it's an instant, thereby making it the greatest counter spell in Magic. A.K.A. Brando counter. That's right. Or Brando removal if there is a pesky creature. If you are doing something horrible that I don't like, I murder you with that spell. Done. We've got another instant just next door. I like this one a lot too. It's Fault Line. This would be good in our Marisi deck that we just did, right? Did yes. You, you played like Earthquake and stuff in there, didn't yeah. you? I played Earthquake and Rolling Earthquake instead of this one. This is the instant speed one. So Red Red X deals X damage to each creature and each player without flying. I like that Ron Spencer art too. So it's, so it's excellent. It's extra A, good. B, it doesn't kill any of my guys except for that Dragon Speaker Shaman. Well, screw that guy. And if I've got enough mana that I want to dump into X already, that means I already have dragons. No, you don't need him. Don't care. All right. How about Increasing Vengeance? That doubles a... Sp- Instant or sorcery, and it has flashback for five. And if you flash it back, you double the thing twice, right? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool, dude. How about Inferno? How about we double Inferno? So seven mana, instant, instant. Of course, it's an instant. Six damage to each creature and each player. Period. How about Reiterate? This, I don't remember if I could go infinite in this in this deck with this. I don't think I could, but you can go infinite with Reiterate. And do you remember when this card was expensive for a while? Because everybody was like, oh my god, you can go infinite with Reiterate. Remember that? Yeah. Anyways, instant for red, red, one, buyback three. So if you had enough mana, you could just buy it back and continue to copy target instant or sorcery spell and you choose new targets. Yeah. So you copy whatever that gets you mana, and the mana that you extra get from copying the spell lets you buy back, reiterate, and then because it's an instant, you can cast it and target the mana ritual again. Yeah, you just cast and copy, cast, copy, cast, copy. Neat. Uh, I like it. How about Sarkhan's Triumph? Search your library for a dragon, put it into hand. It costs three mana. That's an instant. Yeah, man. Cool. (laughs) I showed my man Taylor here at work, Goblin Deck. Cranko deck a little while ago, and he came back in laughing, and he was like, "Man, I love whenever I read a magic list, and a bunch of the cards are just felonies." 
(laughs) (laughs) And I play in that deck cards like Savage Beating. Savage Beating gives you an extra combat phase, right? No, gives you double strike or an extra combat phase. Or if you entwine it for a total of seven mana, you get both. So you're getting like quadruple strike. It's pretty cool. And the last one is Wild Ricochet. That lets you redirect and double something, right? For four mana? Right, so if somebody tries to, I don't know, we'll just use Lightning Bolt. If they try to bolt you, you can like ricochet their bolt back into their face and then get an additional one to also throw in their face. No, the best the best is when they're trying to swords to plow my commander and I wild ricochet and get both of their blockers and then just and they gain like a whole ton of life and I just kill them with commander damage. Now nah, the best is when they're trying to time stretch and you time stretch and then you time stretch again and you just kill everybody. Oh, you slay me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, talk- just, I'll just take four turns, thanks. <laughs> In mono red. <laughs> and guess what I won't do after any of those turns? Lose the game. <laughs> All right. You want to talk some sorceries? Source. There's 10 of them. The first one is Blasphemous Act. That kills mostly everything. It's 13 damage to all creatures. Chandra's Ignition. Give me Infect. I will give you Chandra's Ignition. Five damage. Five mana. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each creature, each other creature, and each of your opponents. It's very good. Yeah, it doesn't get me, just you. How about Devil's Play? Why is Devil's Play in here? Devil's Play is X damage to any target, and it's got flashback for red, red, red X. Early game, you get a blocker out of the way. Late game, you can just kill somebody with it. Why not Bonfire the Damned or Banefire because Devil's Play, I can cast twice. Rolling Earthquake. Because Devil's Play, I can cast twice. Bonfire the Damned, you can cast. No, that's the Miracle one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've suggested that you play Devil's Play in the past because you play Gamble, and you could gamble away your Devil's Play, and you could still cast it. I'd never gamble for that, though. No, you wouldn't gamble for it, but if you discarded it at random to your Devil's Play? Yeah, I ain't no chicken. I'm also playing Earthquake. That's just the classic. Insurrection. Steals all the creatures, untaps them, gives them haste, kills your opponent with them. Relentless Assault. Sorcery. Double combat phases. What is that from? What is the... I've never That's seen this art before. Dual deck or something. I don't care. That's stupid. Seize the day. Target creature gets an extra combat phase, and you can flash it back to get another combat phase. For less. Yeah. It's four to cast and then three to flashback. It's and, pretty cool. And two things there is you could... Um, you could target the same creature multiple times to get multiple combat steps, phases, or you could cast on one and flash it back on a different, so you could have two combat phases with different creatures. Neat. Yeah. How about Tormenting Voice? Additional cost, discard a card, draw two cards. I forgot that that was in there. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I didn't forget that was in there. That's one of my favorite cards of all time. Each player discards his or her hand and draws seven cards. It's very good in mono red. Yes. So they printed Magus of the Wheel. How about War? World at War? This is an underplayed one, I think. Five mana, extra combat phase, rebound. So when you cast it, you exile it, and then at the beginning of your upkeep, you cast it again for free, like the next turn. Neat. Yeah, I like that one. That's fine. End of sorceries. Let's move on to the enchantments. There are seven of them. Holy jeez, really? Okay, what do what these do? Because I think I'm going to see some kind of savage beating potential. Like aggravated assault? <laughs> That's another crime. Yes, it is. Uh, five mana, 
extra combat phase. Goes infinite with that Hellkite charger. How about Dragon Breath? Dragon Breath. Criminally underplayed, but it was in Battle Bond, so people at least know about it. Enchanted Creature has haste for two mana and fire breathing. When a creature with converted mana cost six or more is put into play, you can take Dragon's Breath from your graveyard, put it onto that creature, thereby giving it haste and, in some cases, more importantly, fire breathing. And that picture was so, it's like a warthog breathing fire. That's awesome. Yep. Because well, he's got Dragon's like enchantment thing on him. Yeah, dude. How about Eldrazi Conscription? Eight mana, plus 10, plus 10, Annihilator, and Trample. Furnace of Wrath. Doubles all damage. Gratuitous Violence. Doubles all damage. Mana Barbs. That does a bunch of damage when you tap mana. Repercussion. Does a bunch of damage. Specifically, whenever a creature is dealt damage, Repercussion deals that much damage to that creature's controller. Now that card is Did I say that right? Yeah. Whenever a creature is dealt damage. Correct. Yes. So why why do you play that in here? Is this you can earthquake all of the not flying creatures and kill people? Or? Earthquake all of not my guys for whatever, 10 deals a lot more than 10 to you if you have more than one creature. It's the same reason I played in Norn, I guess. Yeah, it's also very good with Blasphemous Act. It's also very good with Chandra's Ignition. It's also a very good deterrent to not block if I have, like, trample or not trample. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. There's lots. It's it's just a it's just a good card to push through extra damage. All right, let's talk some artifacts. We're going to clump a few as we do. Oh, yeah, and then we'll be talking about a couple for sure. All right, we got Commander's Fear, Mindstone, Sol Ring, Thran Dynamo, Cage Sun, Doubling Cube, Expedition Mac, Phyresian Totem. Hold on, read that again. Phyresian. Phyresian Totem. <laughs> Gauntlet of Might, Gauntlet of Power. You're lumping those? Yep. Helm of Awakening, Mana Crypt, Pristine Talisman, Pyromancer's Goggles, and Worn Power Stone. You lump my gauntlets? Yeah, they make your mountains tap for more and they make your dudes bigger. But Gauntlet of Might, that's the good one. Yeah. Red creatures get, why just, why that one? Red creatures get plus one, plus one. If a mountain is tapped for mana, its controller adds red. That was before whoever at Wizards was married to somebody that, like, didn't play red. Or they, sorry, they were married to somebody who liked red, and they wanted to print cards for their deck. Sounds made up. And then after they got divorced, and they hated their ex-spouse, they just started dumping on red until, like, <laughs> And that's recently. the story of why Brainstorm is good. Exactly. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Magic History Podcast. It's 100% real. So those are all of our mana doublers, dorks, rocks, all that shit. Some of them pump. And just throw back to Phorizy and Totem was a totem from Time Spiral, right? Yep. There was totems in each color that were of prolific creatures from Magic's history. Do you remember Phorizian Giant? You say Phorizian. I read an article on it one time that they wrote it that way because it's like a it's like a pun. Because they have four eyes. The giant has four eyes and it's supposed to be Phorizian Giant. Isn't that weird? Yeah, whatever. Anyway, it's three drop mana rock. That taps for a red, but you can pay red four to make it a four four with trample until end of turn. And it can block an additional creature. Because it can see two creatures because it costs four eyes. It's terrible. It's so good. You bet you never have done that in this in this deck. I've made it a creature one time. And then did it like, just get wasted in combat? Well, no, because it had a bunch of equipment that we're going to talk about right now. <laughs> Kill all your guys, Wrath of God. Get wrecked, Mono Red Noob. Oh, yeah. Phorizian Totem. Equip, 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 die. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The first equipment we have is a Champion's Helm. 
plus two, plus two, and hexproof if it's legendary. So that doesn't work with Phorizian Totem, but it would make it a six, six. As Ryan has been talking about the whole episode, we have a grafted exoskeleton. Plus two, plus two, and infect. If it becomes unequipped, the creature dies. Grafted war gear. Ooh, another grafted. What does this one do? It's a three drop, but it equips for zero. Ha <laughs> ha sneaky. Plus three, plus two. Put your Rorix down, immediately equip, swing for nine. Hero's Blade, I like this one. Yeah, also a two drop equipment that equips to a legendary creature for free? That's the one. Yeah, plus three, plus two. So you drop your Rorix, you equip your Grafted War Gear, you equip your Hero's Blade, you're swinging for 12. Haste. Now, why do you play Lightning Griefs? Because not all of my dragons have haste, but I might have equipment out that I want to attack with like immediately. So if I don't want to play Rorix, or if I already have a Rorix, I can play my next dragon, move the Greaves over, and swing with that dragon too. It sure. just makes it it makes it so my other dragons do the thing that Rorix does so good, which is attack immediately. Locks it on Warhammer. Plus three, plus O, Trample, and Lifelink. That's good in red. Yes. Mind's Eye. This is a relic. I think I would cut this if I was going to put this deck back together. It's a five-drop artifact. Whenever an opponent draws a card, I can pay one. If I do, I draw a card. But yeah, I don't, know. I don't think it's... I'm not going to leave mana up when I'm trying to equip and like do stuff or what's... tap out to play Earthquake. What's the is it Otherworldly Atlas now? Or if you have a bunch of land that has the same name, you draw a card. Is that yeah? That's fine. That's probably what you would replace. Or Cathartic or Reunion something. if I if I'm okay with discarding lands or Devil's Plays <laughs> <laughs> or Experimental Frenzy. I can play stuff off the top. Sure. I don't know. There's probably better. Anything that says, like, exile it, you can cast it until end of turn, it's fine. There's lots of that now. Yeah. Sigh of the Shinobi. Ooh. One drop, plus one, plus one. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, under my control, I may attach Sigh of the Shinobi to it. Sigh of the Shinobi to it for free. Neat. Yeah. M25 gave us foils of those for the first time, too. I think that was in Hop or Plane Chase. The, I thought Sigh of the Shinobi was in Kamigawa. Sure sounds like a Kamigawa-ish yeah. card. But it was I don't think it was. Hang on a second. Sigh short. I can't possibly misspell that. There's a million things that have sigh in the name. Fuck. I don't care. I believe you. Let's just keep going. Sculpting Steel. That just enters the battlefield as a copy of an artifact. It's your second hero's blade. Yeah. Shuko. Oh, my second Shuko. It's a one drop plus one plus O equipped for zero. I feel you would never sculpting steal this. Most likely not. Well, Stormrider Rig. When a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach Stormrider's Rig to it. Plus one, plus one. <laughs> now we get into the... Sword of category? Yes. We have Sword of Feast and Famine and Sword of Light and Shadow. And Sword of Vengeance. That doesn't count. Not really as much, but it sure is a beating. All of those things do bad things to your opponent, including, but not limited to, infinite combat phases. Yeah. You no, know, I think that sums it up enough. Yep. And that is all for the artifacts, and there are no planeswalkers. No planeswalkers. Don't need them. Turn sideways. Crush. Eat enemies. Is there anything interesting in the land base we should be talking about, or is it just pretty standard? It looks fairly standard to me. You're playing a Shivan Gorge. Shivan Gorge, yeah. Got to get that damage into every opponent for sure, given uh, I'm playing a Shinka, the Blood Soak Keep, that gives a legendary creature first strike, playing a Valakut, which is oddly expensive now. What, it's a modern deck. 
Probably. Yeah. Yeah, modern makes everything expensive. Yeah, stupid format. Except City of Traders. I think Legacy made that expensive. Or Vintage. Because <laughs> that sucker's like 350 hey? Too much. Yeah, I sold mine a long time ago. Wish Too I didn't. Good. You know what else is probably worth 350 is Shiv and Gorge. Because I just assume that since it's in the same cycle as like Phyrexian Tower and Gaia's Cradle and Talarian Academy, it's obviously going to be worth Lots of money. Too, yeah, right? I think it's worth like three fifty yen, dude. That's card's not very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I think I played it. In and no- wasn't it reprinted? Yeah, it was reprinted in From the Vault Realms or something. How could it have been reprinted? It's rare from Urza Saga. Because that it, was like from before they did the hey, we can reprint them as foils. Yeah, suckers. Yeah. And then like everybody lost their mind, and that's and everybody was super mad that people could actually play decks with Mox Diamond in them, and they were like, no. Only Brando gets to do that. And then they... They motorboated, and then yeah. they went home. That's what they did. Sorry, I, everybody. I played the shit out of that foil mox diamond that I got. Did you get it from me? No, I got I got that from the vault. Oh, okay. Bought her straight out of the store. Because I traded somebody the foil one for a regular one. I forget who it was. Oh, hey, I just want to say, Cathedral of War. There you go. Cathedral of War enters the battlefield tapped and has exalted. It's got exalted, so if I drop my Rorix and swing with him, <laughs> he's going to hit you for an extra damage. That is awful. That is just awful. So let's talk about some of the things we talk about. Milk list, as per EDHREC.com, this is the most commonly played red cards at each converted mana cost, cost slot. From zero all the way up to 16 today. We know what that is. Mm-hmm. Mono red, or as the kids say. Could be goblins, but today it's dragons. Today it's drags. The zero drop slot. Ever-flowing chali. Chale. No. That's how they. That's how the French say, isn't it? I don't know. Nah. nah Get this. The third most popular, Wheel of Fate. Zero drop. This yeah. milk list is from a little while ago. I feel like it's probably mana crypt by now. Yeah, definitely. Goddamn EDH bastard. Sol Ring is number one. Of course, we're going to move to the next one drop, Vandal Blast. Nope. I should play that. I don't think it was in print yet when you made this deck. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think it was. Man, we've been EDH in a long time. Yes, we have. Faithless Looting. I would definitely play that in this deck. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Yeah, instead of um, Mind's Eye. There you go. So replace a five drop with a one drop. I'm perpetuating that... Yeah, you're being you're being a scumbag. I'm, I'm being that of. guy. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sorry. Mindstone at two. Yeah. Chaos Warp at three. Nope. Solemn Simulacrum at four. Nope. F that guy. Siege Gang Commander. Nope. No, that's what you want to play. Yeah. Cage Sun at six. Yep. Yes. Mere Battlesphere at seven. Nope. Insurrection. Yep. At eight. Got an insurrection in the morning. Blasphemous Act at nine. Yep. Decree of Annihilation. I have another one that you play. Now you we're were talking. A, you were a scumbag. Why am I a scumbag? Because just Decree because of I de- Annihilation. Just because I destroy all of the land and then... Because you and cycle then. Decree of Annihilation. <laughs> yeah, I cycle to draw a card and I play the card. <laughs> Metalwork Colossus at 11. No. Does anybody play that card? No. Not even the people who say they do in this list actually play. They just put it there for the memes. Big Blight Steel C. No. I want to play that card. Emrakul? No. Nope. Draco? Jesus, no. Draco in a mono red deck? Where's it getting its mana? Probably doubling cube. Big Daddy Red. Yeah. <laughs> Big Dad Ready. So how many milkless matches was that? Three? Two? Uh, one, two, four. Four? Four. There's Insurrection, Blasphemous Act, Cage Sun, and... That other one. That other one. Sure. Doubling cube. Nope. 
There was something at two. What the hell was number two? Mindstone. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I feel you, fam. So Did that's it. that's fine. It's fine, right? It's monocolored. Yeah, it's good. So get this. EDH rec ranking for Rorik's. 52nd most popular mono red commandy. I feel like that's because he's a vanilla haster. Yeah, he's... French vanilla. He flies. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. It's just he's not as exciting as a ton of other stuff that has been printed, so he doesn't get that love. Oh, he's exciting. I feel like every time I draw a card with Rorik's, which is... uh. On my turn, once per turn. <laughs> it's like, oh, please be something to just kill somebody. And you draw it, and, it's, and it is, and it's awesome. Or it's just a big letdown, and you go and drink some beer. Yeah, he's the no, just as we are wont to do sometimes, the 51st most popular one is Hamaru Human Ascendant, who's a 4-4 oh. piece of shit for six that flips over into giving all the, to turning all of your guys into dragons. Hey. He turns all of your guys into furnace whelks. Oh. Which is plus two, plus two, flying, fire breathing. Eh. It's not the worst. And then he is one above Tarngarth Tulum Meme Lord. Yes. Yeah. But at least EDH Rec is using like the alternate art foil plane shift one. So why are they using the good Tarngarth with the shitty Rorix Bladewing? Get your shit together, Don Miner. Yeah, somebody needs to get Don Miner on the phone, on the phone at his house. Preferably while he's putting his children to sleep. Just to let him know how irritated we are, he can feel it. And you say, hey man, you gotta do something with this Rorik's Blade Ring art. Yeah. Guys on CCO, they say, nah, you gotta you gotta do something about it. That's a real thing. Hey, funny story, I bought that Tongarth art for like four bucks, and I flipped it around for like 26. Because <laughs> somebody didn't know it was... I bought it from a store, from a store that I don't actually like, for four dollars. Nice. And then I sold it for like twenty six to uh, like another reputable card buying establishment. Huh. I don't know if I told this story, so stop me if I have. I was in Calgary last week, went to one of the card stores in town. I was looking through their their foil binders as I usually do, and I found a foil Omnath for ten bucks. The angry Omnath, one that I like. Sure. And I'm like, I play him in lots of decks. He's ten bucks. He's seven dollars for a regular one, Canadian. So if I can get one for 10 that's foil, I might as well do that. Maybe this is a mistake. But whatever, it's their binder. So I give them the card, and they charge me 10 And as I'm paying the man, I'm looking down at the showcase, and like literally right under the card that the man just sold me were three other foil Omnaths, and they were all marked at 30 bucks. Neat. Yeah. So that's... Here's the yeah. thing. That's a thing. If you're buying from a store... Particularly one that you don't like, <laughs> as I am wont to do, that's fine. If some kid or person at a GP or a Magic Fest or whatever is like, I don't know, he's like ten bucks, isn't he? No, you look that shit up and you do the right thing, right? Yeah, you don't don't dirtbag people when you meet them in real life. That's just that's just bad. That news. used to happen. You remember the you remember the term trade shark? Yeah. No trade sharks in CCO Nation. No, people All... called me that a couple of times oh, when I was yeah. playing when I was playing at one of the like the the. I don't know if you want to call it starting out people EDH&Ms at one of the bookstores in town. And it's just because they were the ones I could make it out to. And I couldn't afford to play Standard anymore. So like, where else am I going to play Magic? Couldn't play your Blazing Shoals no more in Modern? Exactly. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go draft with these guys. And I didn't win all the time. But every time I did win, people would say I'm sharking. And every time I tried to trade with somebody, he's like, oh, there's Brando. He's probably sharking people. It's like, what the, <laughs> what the hell? Like, I'm the only person in here that looks up card values on my phone. Like, oh, and that's I, why, because you're trying to like not get got. 
Well, you trying to not get got is like for some people is is the same thing as trying to get somebody. Yeah, like right? I just yeah, like I don't want to be the the guy that's like, yeah, sure, I'll definitely trade that foil vengevine from you for this foil bulk I pulled out of my draft set, and that's a real thing. And you know yeah. what I didn't do? Trade for that foil vengevine. Yeah, because I'm not a piece of crap. That's you protecting your assets and somebody looking at you like you're trying to scumbag value out of it. You yeah. know what? That that very much is a magic attitude that has gone by the wayside. I think it has. In that people in general are a lot more aware of prices and a lot more aware of the community at large or on the whole and take steps to protect that. And as much as I don't like the fact that magic has become so expensive and so financial in that way, I do appreciate that it has hit a level now where everybody's kind of paying attention. So even if somebody maybe they don't know, somebody next to them will know and will step in and say, hey, yeah, you got to, let's look a little closer at and this. And that's exactly what I was just going to say. There is a, a maturity level in the community now that if, if you know, you and I, or just me or just you, were standing beside somebody, minding our own business, and we seen somebody say, yeah, let's do this trade, we would have the... Your eyeballs find your way over to what yeah, the, card, and, the cards and on the you, table. You know what? You know what it is though. Sometimes it's like a professional courtesy. It's like, hey, uh, isn't that card worth like thirty dollars? That's a good card. You know, you just say something to tip somebody off if it's somebody that is clearly getting got. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always go back to like the the eight year old guy or. He wasn't eight. In my mind, he was eight, but he was like 14. <laughs> that I was playing against at Magic Fest Calgary right. last March. And it was his first Magic Fest. And we weren't trading or nothing, but I always think of that guy. You know what I mean? He was the guy playing in his first EDH event. He's clearly nervous. He's clearly playing against some dude that was scumbagging him with a CEDH deck. Or I go to the last face-to-face -face event that we went to in Regina last year. Some guy countered my spell with a Pact of Negation. So his kids, no, sorry. So his friend's kid didn't lose on turn three because I popped off by accident. Oh yeah, by accident. No, it totally was. When you first you built the deck on the car ride to the venue, <laughs> <laughs> then you told him it was casual, then you went off on turn. He three. knew what it was. <laughs> I top decked that grim monolith on turn three. All right, <laughs> on turn two. Sorry, turn three is when I popped off, and this this guy sitting across from me packed and negations it, and he's like. I'm literally going to lose when I untap, but I don't want my friend's kid to get turn threed. So I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. I'll probably win anyways. <laughs> I, and for the record, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Not after you say some stupid crap like that. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. It was the best. He goes, untap, pack trigger on the stack, brainstorm. I'm like, why is he brainstorming? He has less mana now. I die. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, that was, we digress. We do that sometimes. Here Listen, um, twenty nine Rorix Bladewing decks on EDHrec.com. It's not very many. He pound. He flies. He hastes. He pounds. He might infect. You know what he doesn't do? Block. No, no, that's so, definitely not. I don't know. That he does. Make up your own strengths and weaknesses so we can stay on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a card of the of week? The week. Well, I want to say Blazing Shoal, but we talked about it at length. So I want to say Devil's Play just to troll you, but I'm going to pick something else. Let me see. Okay. Okay, I got one. I got one. Okay. Sword of Vengeance, but not because of why people think. Do tell. 
So give it a read, and then we'll talk about it a little Sword bit. Sword of Vengeance is a three-mana equipment that equips for three. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus oh, and has first strike, vigilance, trample, and haste. So it gives people a chroma minus the protection. Base and flying. Is that worth six? No. You don't think? No. My guy already flies, and he already has haste. So first strike, vigilance, and plus two. It's not making him a better blocker, and because it doesn't give him any toughness, and he's already only has five toughness. Now, I'm I'm thinking specifically of Rorik's Bladewing, a 6-5 flying haster. Well, it makes him a better blocker because he has first strike now. <clears throat> I guess. It costs six. Yeah. For the same mana, I could get a sword, like a sword of X and Y, plus something else. Yeah. Right? Plus a fire-breathing activation. Maybe I could get a Loxodon Warhammer and just gain a ton of life back, which is not irrelevant in Earthquake.deck. Right. Right? All you all you need in Earthquake.deck, if you have two Earthquakes, is to, like, Earthquake once and kill everything so I don't die, attack, gain all my life back, and then Earthquake again the next turn, and win because I have more life. So Sword of Vengeance is going to be our card of the week in an attempt to convince you to not actually play Sword of Vengeance. Play, yeah, play I play virtually anything else. I feel else. bad because that, like, the card is obviously strong, and it came in commander decks. So, if you buy commander decks as a means to build your collection because you're new, then it's a fine card. But upgrade it to a sword of anything else the moment you can. Yeah. How do you feel about swords of anything else, X and Y, in decks that are of the color that it gives protection from? It's fine. Is it fine? I think it's fine. What if you have like a Vines of Vastwood and your guy has protection from green and you can't give your guy hexproof because he has protection from green? I would way rather hit somebody with a guy that has a two power increase, untap all of my land and make them discard a card rather than give him plus four plus four. I'd much and rather hexproof. Yeah. I'd rather just take an extra turn <laughs> than do two extra damage. You know, I'll just I'm gonna I'm gonna take that hit, Ryan. I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'll I'll swallow it. I guess I'm thinking of decks where I want to bounce my own guy as a means of protection, right? You wrath of God, I'll bounce my guy. I'm thinking of Miss from Ultimus, or I'm thinking of like Edric, Spymaster. Yeah. Think of Animar. Yeah. I guess you know, none of those decks. None play of those equipment. decks play swords. Well, Miss form does. Not these swords. Not swords. Yeah, I don't think I don't. No. I think I cut my sword of green and blue for Miss form because I couldn't bounce them. Huh. Yeah. That's that's what made me think of that. Huh. I can't wait to do may, maybe maybe I can't wait to maybe do a Throne of Eldraine set review maybe, and talk about a new card going in Misform Ultimus maybe. Maybe I guess there's a Noran card in there too. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Just maybe. So what do you think of the deck? Well, it's mono red. So, so and it's got fucking earthquakes in it. So you know that I like. I'm it. I'm checking boxes. Yeah, man, it's got everything I like in a deck. It's like, oh, I can tap red and as much as I want to just earthquake and hurt everybody. And we I'm did on board. We did reminisce on several fronts. You know, the blazing shoal, the four Isian totem. The can we say big red used to be good, but isn't as good now? I think so. Yeah, red feels more controlly now. Maybe just in our meta because you like have a stacks deck and a Norn deck and. They can draw cards better now than they used to. Yeah, they've 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 rounded out a little bit more, and thus the hyper aggroness, uh, like this deck, has kind of fallen off to the wayside. Which I'm gonna, I don't super like that, but I'm happy that my favorite color can hang with the big boys now. You know what's funny is the hyper aggro decks, like over time they get more powerful because creatures are getting more powerful. 
But as the format of EDH gets figured out better and cards are designed specifically for EDH more and more, it actually gets harder for them to win because decks are a little bit grindier, a little bit more value-based, and value is a lot easier to come by because everybody's running like one and two mana spells now. You just get value by blowing somebody out. Equip my thing for three mana of Sword of Vengeance. Oh, kill it in response. Fuck, there goes my three mana, right? Yeah. When I could have done, you know, some card draw or something in whatever color for three mana. Basically, I'm going to attack you with Robin Hood and just get a card. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll talk about him. Maybe. Probably nah, not, though. He's terrible. Merry men can do a dance in tights on my butt. You don't, don't Google that? No, never, never, ever Google men in tights tap dancing on your butt. Yes. Yeah, so you know what? Speaking of don't Google that, we may or may not have merch coming out that is catchphrasey like that. Just going to throw Maybe. that out there. And who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe just like the Throne of Eldraine set review. May or may not happen. Give us a rundown one more time. The Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, final thought of the day. All right. Patreon.com slash CCO podcast is where you find us. If you're in a position to help the channel grow, me and Ryan both really, really appreciate it. It does help us keep the lights on and allow us to keep doing what we love to do, which is entertain all of you good people. If you're in to win our feline ferocity deck, which we forgot to mention earlier, if you check us out on Facebook, desecrate the like button, leave us a comment. You can enter to win that. You can also, Holy if you share... crap, we did. Also, if you share any of our giveaway posts on Twitter or Facebook, that'll get you an entry as well. We have a $25 gift certificate at facetofacegames.com. Just head over there, leave a comment on one of our episodes, let them know that we were a good get and that you like the show. Get you entered to win that. The only caveat to that one is you need to have a Face to Face Games account with an email address attached to it so that we can give you the credit. I made an order from them. I forgot to tell you. Me too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What'd you get? Painter Servant. <laughs> I got a blast zone. Guess I'm going to get next time. I don't know. Grindstone. <laughs> Did you get uh, all the invention ones? Oh, I wish. Oh, yeah. Dang. No. No. Come on, dude. F foils? No. Come on. No. Oh, you're killing me. I didn't get a foil blast zone. Yeah. Pleb. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, merch is on the way. Keep your eye on commandercookout.com for more information about that. We'll be hopefully updating you in the next week or so. We've got a whole bunch more new exciting stuff to get to on the next episode of the show. But before we get to that, we have to thank you all for being here. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We have to thank our sponsor, face2facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. And we are going to be back with you next week for another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>